Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? Uh, especially with the storm and um, and the damage that, uh, well, m my car is incurring lately. And I'm sure yours is, too. Listen, I don't have, exa I don't have a, uh, uh, a, I need a lunar module, something that can ride on the moon. And, of course, most of you out there, you know, all you yahoos are driving some big-ass truck with a wheel package, full suspension, Glenn Curry, of course, has chosen to drive something a little bit less, uh, well, less, well, I don't know how to put it. I thought I was being practical, but uh, I curse myself every time I get into my Kia Soul. Someone told me that the wheelbase, the wheelbase, oh yeah, that's the wheelbase and that. So what did that mean? All I know is it just, I feel like, no, I can't breathe. Dip, 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 day. Sorry. As if we have enough problems in this building. Ah, uh, what was I just going to say? So I'm bouncing up and down in this thing. I was telling someone, I drove along Academy, Academy Street, a big part of Academy Street near the public square. Now, I know what's happening. This, the, you know, we got a lot of snow. It was, it was compacted. The plows didn't get out there. By the way, if you heard the hotline show today, one, someone was just, just rip-roaring mad about the, the lack of plows. And I try to make my, my you know, my plea is like, they just don't have enough drivers. So as a consequence, we have that, that almost like a crusty effect, you know, like that base. Great for uh, cross-country skiing. If you're a cross-country skier, this past weekend was, like my, my friend from out west, you know, he, he said, hey, Glenn, I saw Watertown got in the, uh, the news. You sent me some pictures. So I did. And his first reaction was, this is an outdoorsman type. You know, the guy that's going to live to 112 and still be doing calisthenics. He said, oh, that's perfect. Gee, that's perfect cross-country skiing weather. And, and I, I didn't know how to react to it. I'm like, I just said, yeah, I guess, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the last thing I'm going to do is cross-country skiing this stuff. So I'm driving along Academy Street, and I'm bouncing up and down. You know those old black and white footage of, of like a Model T driving down a, you know, like a muddy road? You know, this is before roads were built. That's what I felt like, I, I, like I was in a, a, a Stan Laurel short or something, bouncing up and down. It's uncomfortable. It could be worse. Just like my expression is, you know, life isn't fair, but it's fairer than death. So while it's not great to drive along Academy Street, bouncing up and down like uh, Stan Laurel, it's a lot better than living on the streets. Of course, as everyone knows, if you haven't, it's the biggest story going out, out there um, it, it, this uh, past couple of days. Everything changed from, uh, from uh, JBY's uh, pavilion to now what they're calling a warming station right across the river. Now, someone just told me minutes before today's show that there's people still living in the pavilion. I don't, is, is that true? I drove by there today. The tarps are still up, They're, although they are tattered. And so I would like to get an update there. Where's our uh, reporter on the street? And you know who with, with that information. So, yeah, it, it, it could be worse. I could be driving with three wheels. I wasn't. I could be driving nothing at all, walking around with a, with a bag of groceries from the local uh, convenience store where I probably spent 35% more than I needed to on my essentials. Boy, I see that around this town a lot. There's something, something to be said about a single guy. I don't know if he has a significant other or... 
you know, down and out or whatever. He's walking along. He's coming at a convenience store with a with a plastic bag with with Milwaukee's best under his arm. It's like, I don't, I just, you know, again, I, I've been up and down in my life, and I, I understand. I, I've been there. But you got, you got to go somewhere else to get your essentials there. So it could be a lot worse. Got to be very thankful. You know how your parents always said that? You know how many people are in another country right now that are starving that would, would love to have the food that you're just ignoring right now? Then you give them a snide reaction. They say, yeah, so what? And then whack. Actually, no, I've never been hit by my parents. I know how, I love how people embellish that. They said, oh, yeah, my day, we used to get whacked. No, you didn't. I know your parents. They never hit you. They never did. So stop it. 755-1240. So uh, Attorney Joe Stanley, if he remembers that he switched from Wednesday to today, should be calling in in the next 10, 15 minutes. So if you want to call before him, by all means. It is an honor. As always, I I just want to make sure uh, it's an honor to be here for the 5 o'clock hour. I feel, you know, even more important uh, by doing both. At the noon hour, and uh, although I don't have liners, you know, Jeff Smith, Mayor Jeff Smith, has uh, important liners. Um, Jeff Smith is, is, is doing the Hotline Show on Friday. Actually, he's doing them on Thursday and Friday. You know, I've been in, in, in this building on and off for decades. I still don't have a liner. Never had a dinner. Never had a dinner. Remember Red Buttons? That was his thing on the, when he did the, uh, the, the Dean Martin roast. Remember Dean, uh, 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 Red, 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 not Red Skelton, who I couldn't stand. Red Buttons. I couldn't stand Red Skelton, especially when he sang the, the when, he, when he read the uh, Pledge of Allegiance or the, whatever he did, and that stupid face on his, on, you know, that stupid look on his face. Anyway, Red Buttons. He he was the guy. He was in Poseidon Adventure. You know, he he befriended the woman who lost her her brother in the band. You know, when the when the when the boat capsized. The, the, the pretty woman, the blonde, I forget her name. She, she was the one who sang the song. There's got to be a morning after. You know, Maureen McGovern, but she sings it differently. And he says, oh, oh, I'm going to stay with my brother. And my brother's dead there. He's lying there. You know, he's deader than a doornail. And Red Buttons goes, your brother's dead. It's just one of those lines in cinematic history that I just don't seem to forget. I don't know why. I, maybe I should. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, Glenn, do you have uh, snow tires on your vehicle? Yes, I do. What kind do you have? Um, I think they're um, um, Joe Bl- <laughs> I think they're Cooper. They're not bad, but I, you know, like I said, I, I use them all year long, and I probably, you know, I probably That's wore them down. That's your biggest mistake. But you know, if, uh, they're a soft compound right. made to uh, uh, get into the snow and ice mm-hmm. without studs. Right. And they're very soft, so when you run them in the summer, they wear down very quickly. Right. And then they're not good for the winter. So that's your mistake. you got to switch them. No, I and, know. And uh, before I you know. ruin them. I you know. know. I probably ruined them. Because right. blacktop uh, takes them right down. Like but can I just say something this uh, about this? I helped out quite a few people uh, right out of this parking lot, and some of them were brand-new cars with big, big wheels, big t- uh, snow tires. Uh, this snow is tough on, I don't care what you're driving. This was a tough, this oh, yeah. a tough storm. That, that's true. But if you're driving a car with big, wide summer tires, right. you aren't going to get around at all. Right. You know, not at all. And then everybody thinks they have, they don't have to get uh, winter tires because they have all-season tires. There's no such thing as all-season. That's right. just a made-up thing. So. They make people believe they don't have to spend the money on snow tires. Right. All season tires are summer tires. Right. right. And that's all they're good for. I mean, you can get around. Right. You know, you especially in the south, get cleaned up right. and, and stuff like that. You can get around, but you're going to get uh, stuck more ways than one. No, so, I agree. I agree. Okay, Glenn. All right, thank you. Yeah. I, I do it every year. Actually, it's like leaving your Christmas decorations up. Oh, look! I have my decor uh, higher in the air. Hey, Glenn, I wanted to share with you a couple of observations. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, we all know that a lot of the sidewalks uh, are filled with snow and all, and uh, uh, it's causing people to have to walk in the streets. But what I've been noticing the last year or so is that pedestrians who walk in the streets don't walk against the traffic, facing the traffic, so they know what's coming at them. They walk with their back to the oncoming traffic. Right. So, walking down the street with their back to you they don't they can't tell whether you're coming too close to them or not 
and I, I, it's almost like a like an epidemic uh, with these people who do not walk against the traffic. Right. And I, I don't know why they. Maybe they have some sort of an app on their phone that protects them from being hit by. No, no, they don't. I know what you're saying. You know what, what was it? The blind did the didn't the blind guy talk about this just yesterday? What did he say? Do you remember what he said? No, I, I, I didn't. I, he was remember. talking about the other, the, walking. The, the, other, the other observation is, uh, and I've, I've seen this for several years now, uh, the youth of the region, the youth of the area, right. do not get outside no. and help out with snow clearing. They do not shovel the steps mm. or the porches or the mailboxes right. or the fire hydrants. Right. They don't go across the street and help out. Uh, the the ninety year old lady whose husband passed away thirty years ago and she's living all alone and they don't, wow. they don't you know do a neighborly thing. The, uh, we we have all the the kids have been out of school since last Thursday. The colleges are out. Right. The high schools are out. And well, the little out. kids, sure, they need to go out and just play in the snow, make right. snowmen, make snowballs, and just have fun right. in the snow. But the older kids. Right. They need to put a sho- they need to have a shovel in their hand, and uh, you hear some kids say, "Oh, I'm bored." Well, right. There's plenty of things to do outside to mm-hmm. relieve the boredom and, and to be a neighbor and uh, a, a good citizen. And I and I I blame the I blame the parents really for not getting the kids out the door and say, "Hey, don't come back in until the sidewalk shoveled, or don't come back in until the mailbox is shoveled." Right. Or well, don't come back in unless you get two hundred dollars in your pocket. <laughs> I mean, because you know, if you think of it, um, you know, you could picture someone. And I'm, I'm going to throw a, 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 a flattering thing. Not everyone, of course, is, is like this. There are some kids. I had three kids the other day that that helped me near my neighborhood, and I greatly appreciate that. I gave them some money. But uh, you know, I, I just re- I, there was a well-known businessman. I won't say his name, but he started off in uh, lawn and garden, and he'd be the type at the ripe old age of 10, 12 years old going out there and, and doing exactly what you're saying. And doing it not only for your parents and your relatives, blah blah blah, the pregnant lady down the road, but also to make a couple of bucks. And but that that hasn't been passed on for some reason. I don't know why. It's not been passed on. And you got to think about this: the shovels that the young people have access to today are much lighter and easier to use right. than the shovels that we had. They're useless uh, in the ice, they though. Steel, they were steel shovels, and they were heavy. Right, they were. And harder to use. But they worked, so, though. Yeah. How, much, how much work does it take to... to, to, to I, like I, I think... I, let me just... Let, let me interject. Let me... Because the, the world changed. Um, you know, it all started... I mean, back in the day when I went Halloween, uh, you know, uh, a candy shopping, whatever you call it, when I went out for Halloween, they warned us, like, to stay away from the creepy houses that might give you an apple with, with, a, with a razor blade inside or poisonous food. You know, so you started saying, oh, there's creepy people out there. And I think that manifested into something to the point where, you know what, you don't want to do work for, for neighbor uh, if you don't know who they are. Even if it's for money, let all the uh, lawn and garden people do that in the winter. They have the trucks. They have the snowblowers. A 12, 13-year-old kid is useless in that environment, and then he could get hurt because of all the creep factors and, and, and the listings of sexual predators out there. I, and I'm not saying that that's the main reason, but that's a contributing reason, and I think that's why neighbors don't say hi to each other. I have neighbors living near me. I still don't know their names. And I've, we, Sharon and I have lived in our neighborhood for 20 years. In the beginning, we knew everyone, and over time— just in the last 10, 15 years, and you probably know this, I think there's a lot of people nodding their head right now, things have changed. I remember, as an example, walking along the, uh, the Black River walkway during COVID, it was a creepy feeling. And there was people of all colors, by the way, walking by. And this was right at the beginning of, of all. Actually, it wasn't at the beginning. It was, late. it was like that October when people were finally coming out and doing stuff. And I just remembered walking you know, one way and a lot of people walking the other way. Nobody said hi. No one was making eye contact. So what we, and I'm not blaming people for, for being separated from and so forth. But I, I think we've gotten to the point where you know, we said trust thy neighbor, love thy neighbor. Hogwash. Don't look at thy neighbor. Always be suspicious of thy neighbor. And if something happens, call 911 and don't do a damn thing. That is the sentiment that's been happening now for decades. COVID just put the icing all over that, which results in what we're talking about right now. The, the lack of support 
that you get from the younger generation where in reality it's the right thing to do. Like you said, they're not going to school. They're strong kids. Money is money at any age. It's an opportunity to learn how to make money, but that's not happening. And and I just think there's a lot of a lot of reasons why. And I, I think I just laid out a big portion of it. You know, you mentioned the 12- and 13-year-olds. The, the, the smaller kids, sure, they need to go outside just to play. Right. Build forts and roll around in the snow and right. slide and sled and have, have, have fun. Right. But the older ones, I mean, look at the colleges are all I out I agree. Now. I'm with you. And, and I'm with you. High schools are all out. There's a lot of, there's a lot of youth out there. Yeah, and that kids. That help out all over the place in all kinds of ways. I agree. And, and uh, you're right. There are a few. Yeah. But damn few uh, you, you you just take a drive around the North Country and, and take a look. Do you see anybody out? Uh, you see any of our youth of uh, the region? Out well, I, I out can't of, speak of, on part of. I see or help, helping the poor old lady across the street with uh, with her sidewalk or right, whatever. Right, right, right. It's it's uh, it's a different uh, different situation. It's not the kids' and, fault. That no. It's and the other, the, the other <laughs> thing about these pedestrians who walk. Yeah. Uh, with their back to the traffic, and, and it's, it's, it's a shame in the first place that they got to walk in the road in dark clothes. Yeah. I, what about the people walking? The only thing I could see is the is the is the white paper uh, is a white plastic bag with you know with with overpriced stuff they got at a local convenience store. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing yeah. I could see when people. I mean, my goodness gracious. And the other thing yeah, is, and I'll talk to Joe about it. Is uh, uh, is popping uh, popping your nose out of a snowbank. And, and trying to see if you know if you're going to get hit or not. That's that's a dangerous uh, proposition right there. E- 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 even in the summertime, though, you see a lot of pedestrians crossing. Yeah, the I see. Yeah. Without even looking. Right. And without even looking, and they're not necessarily crossing at a designated crosswalk. No. They're crossing they're, in between. They're blocks, jaywalking. Yeah. It's eighty degrees. It's eighty degrees out, and they got their hoodie up. They have no peripheral vision. They can only see ahead. Right. O- only the blue, only the blonde hair, blue-eyed guys are doing that with the hood up. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's it's a, it's an attitude change. I, I just I just know that in the day when I played stickball in 89th Street in Queens, New York, I knew if you crossed a, a, an adult, you heard it. You got you got a lot of stuff for it. And I, I was doing a, a, a TV shoot when I was working on Channel 50. First of all, uh, some this guy was running for office, and we're on Thompson Boulevard. This is back in 1989. This is a long time ago. And this kid on a skateboard wouldn't get out of the way. And this, 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 this car politely beeped on the horn. It wasn't like a New York City, like, it was like, beep, beep, you know, like that. And the kid just turned around and said, F you. And the person, of course, didn't do anything about it. And they kept on driving, no eye contact. He's a crazy kid. Let me just make believe this didn't happen. And they just kept on going. And it was at that point, here it is decades later, I still think about that as things were changing. Because I remembered at that very moment, I think I told someone, I said, if I ever said that, at that age, when I was clearly wrong, by the way, by being in the street where I didn't belong, I pop, someone would probably come out and beat the crap out of me and get away with it. And, well, and they, that's just the way it was. They were raised in an environment where there wasn't... Where you, where, where where you were afraid of, of, of older people. Now, and then starting in the 80s and 90s, when my generation got really soft, oh, don't don't harm the kids. Put a bumper sticker on your car saying, oh, my, my kid is smarter than your kid. He just, he's got a region scholarship. So, okay, great. Five hundred dollars. Jeez, good for you. So, Your Glenn, kids are one punk. last observation. Sorry. Yeah. They're they're back. What's back? The crows. The oh, the crows. Crow. Oh, I th- I thought you meant McRibs are back at McDonald's. <laughs> no, no, the crows are coming back into the into the uh, into the city yeah. at night after being out of <laughs> the corn and, and all. Right. They're back in big big numbers. They big are. Numbers. Yeah. Good for them. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Keep thanks. Up the good work there on twelve forty kilocycles. Kilocycles. There you go. That's the kilocycles guy. I was going to say megahertz. Megahertz. Let's do a break. You're listening to the live at five show uh, with you know who, and uh, we will be. Wait a minute. Let me just. Wait a minute. Someone's calling in. Are they calling in? Because I gotta wait for Joe. That might have been Joe earlier. But anyway, let's do this. We'll be back. Roof looking older than you are? Finding more tiles in your lawn than grass? It's time to call Harringer's Contracting. The roof people. Don't delay, though. Call them to set up a free estimate. Call them now at 782-9129 for Harringer's Contracting. The roof people who call you back. 
There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If so, get Herringer's Contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herringer's Contracting, the people who call you back. For the first time ever, Watertown Appliance brings you Black Friday Doorbusters all month long. Hey, all. Travis from Watertown Appliance here to tell you about a month-long Black Friday sale. Get a Mana 5.3 cubic foot freezers marked from $399.99 to $199.99. Available while supplies last. Hurry into Watertown Appliance on Factory Street and score a Mana 5.3 cubic feet freezers 50% off for only $199.99. Also, new kitchen rebates on every major brand exclusive only for the holiday season. While you're there, check out the all-month Black Friday specials delivered right to your door. Save money and think outside the big box at Watertown Appliance on Factory Street. Wow. Yeah. All right. During the hotline show today, I actually went, you know, I went to use the men's room and I came back 20 seconds late. So I got to get the cycles right. See, I have three breaks. Jeff has four. And the one break is before the show even starts and there's two within the show. It's just, it's always been this way. And Jeff also has these liners throughout the show. So they throw me off. It takes me a while. I mean, I'm literally sitting at the same seat, same station, same microphone. And yet somehow or other, it, it feels odd when I do it in the morning, in the middle of the day. Oh, what are you going to do? All right, 755-1240 is the number if you want to call me right now. Uh, I, I don't know. No, actually, give me a couple of minutes because uh, Joe might be calling in. Someone was calling in earlier. I, I hope that wasn't Joe. You know, he's supposed to call in at the bottom of the hour. But I would like to talk to Joe. But, you know, it, it's driving in this stuff, you have to give yourself, I was telling someone earlier, at least if you have to, if, if it takes 10 minutes to get somewhere, double that now. If it takes 15 minutes, it's going to take 25 to 30 minutes to get anywhere. And again, like I said, it could be worse. You, you could be you know, without a car. Uh, you could be dead. <laughs> but it's just a minor inconvenience at this point. All right, let's see if this is Joe. Hi, you're in the air. No, it's not Joe. What's happening? Hey, I want to apologize for yesterday. When I was talking about abortion, I didn't mean nothing really personal about nah. my son. Nah, she I didn't take it that way. Right. And um, <laughs> I'm just saying that abortion and selective breeding might be options for some people. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Just apologize. Just apologize. Don't dig yourself a a deeper hole. Just apologize. I do apologize. All right. Fair enough. All right. You're 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 almost forgiven. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, yeah, I um. I, I'm sorry I called you an idiot, but the reason why I called you an idiot because you are an idiot. <laughs> so no, 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 no. Stop. Stop the press. Stop it now. Okay? You're digging yourself a much bigger hole. That call yesterday was just, you know. If you have to call in and say, I don't want the blind guy to beat me up, then something's, something's up. Something's definitely up. All right, so... um. Again, I'm not to sound like Nancy Grace from uh, from uh, Fox, formerly from uh, Headline News. You know, the Southern girl is always talking about how the latest, you know, pretty white girl got either, you know, kidnapped or killed somewhere in, a, in an exotic island. But uh, I, this 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 Idaho thing, you know, I'm going back and forth with my friend Liz, who I thought would get into this, but apparently she's not. She's got her own crazy theory behind it. And you know, if if Liz wants to call in about that, that's great. But the Idaho story. Of these four young kids in their early 20s having the time of their lives living off campus somewhere in Idaho uh, where, where 98% of every, every kid that lives in urban America can't I, locate Idaho, doesn't know that Idaho is a state, and here's the kicker, doesn't care that Idaho is a state. But it is, and obviously they have some lovely people up there because the pictures that we see are just, you know, this, this beautiful young children, uh, children, kids, college kids, uh, and yet no clue to why they perish in such a horrible fashion. There's no good way to die. But these kids really died. And they, they got killed uh, by uh, someone with, with what was described as a Rambo knife, based on how deep they were. There's, again, this is the dinner hour, and I'm sorry for bringing this up, and if there's kids listening, well, you know what to do, but... 
you know, this was in the news when they, when they first approached the building with video of the first. This is something I've never seen before. You know, even in the O.J. Simpson uh, murder in 1994, they, didn't, they, they showed you, you know, what, what it looked like from a distance. You know, Buckingham Drive. I, you know, I can almost remember all the streets where, that, where it happened. I don't even live there. Uh, Rockingham, I think it was. But anyway, you know, you got the sense like, oh, geez, a lot of blood. Boy, that must have been a horrible scene. Two, two people dead. Well, this is four people dead, and they, were, they came up to the building with a video camera. Someone took a picture of the foundation uh, where the footers are of the house. I don't know if it had a basement or not. It doesn't really matter. But the building itself was bleeding from inside, and it got out into the foundation outside. And, and only to find out that the murders actually took place on the second and third floor, not on the first floor. Meaning... That when the police officers walk into this very, I mean, when you look at the crime scene, it's this unsuspecting building. Looks like any other frat house or off-campus building, you know, whatever. And everything looks nice, but the atrocities that happened in there. And to walk in there and see four people like that must have been awful. But, again, I guess my point is this. Who did it and why? Now I'm turning into Jerry Seinfeld. Why would you kill four people with a big Rambo knife? Why? Why would you? Would you be that upset with someone? I don't get that. And then someone heard it and went inside and then they had to pay the price. And yet at least one, if not two of them were asleep. So again, this whole craziness about, you know, being so pissed off and going into a, a nightclub, gay or not, I don't care. Do you think your life is that important where just because you're pissed off at the world that other people have to die for it? Now, there's crimes of passion. You know, you found out your wife was, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, Andy Dufresne from, from Shawshank Redemption. And, you know, that whole thing is set up. What a great movie, by the way. But, you know, his wife is having an affair on him, and he gets thrown in jail for 19 years, only to find out he didn't kill her. What a great story. But anyway, how do you feel? How are you that important? Where you just feel like, you know what? Life sucks. I'm going to go out with a bang. But you know what? I'm going to take people with me. But if you noticed... The mass murder, mass shootings that we've had in the last couple of years, the, the people are, don't kill themselves or don't allow the – it's essentially cop by, uh, suicide by cop. It's like once the cops get here, I'll, I'll fight, uh, fight them off as best I can. But if they shoot me, that's fine. Now, that's – either way, it's a horrible, heinous day for that, for that person. But now, you, now we're seeing these people actually live through all this stuff. And then they go through the long trial, and then they get, you know, the families say, you're an idiot, you're a loser, you took away this, that, and the other thing. And, and that's, that's, that's what they're supposed to do. But how can you feel that important where if you're not happy that other people have to suffer and you go into a nightclub at 2 o'clock in the morning? And, and thank God for that soldier that jumped on him. He said his, his instincts, his, his training just, just, oh, there's a person with a gun in his hand. And he ran after him. He got him. That, that could have been a lot worse, a lot worse. So anyway, that's my question. Why? Why would, you know, and, 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 and it's pretty damn obvious. I think I mentioned this during the, the noon hour that it, um, it's a copycat crime. It's, this started back in the 70s and 80s and just, it just kept on going. And, and it spilled over into industries here and there, law firms, financial firms. Then we then we started seeing you know, then we started seeing it in the post office, but the majority of them seem to happen in in schools where kids are picked on, and you and I and everyone listening right now knows of people that were picked on in school. And could you imagine that person? I we I mean, could I imagine Patricia D'Agostino coming into Christ the King High School with a gun in her hand? Now she's a woman, and women have done this before. But if there was one person that was picked on enough that really, I'm not saying she had a right to, but if she had a right to be pissed off at other people for making her life miserable, yes. But as it continued, I think a lot of people looked at us as, well, if he could do it in Parkland, Texas, or in Florida, or if he could do it in Texas, or if the Columbine kids did it, they were picked on, they didn't like them, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do the same thing. Just, just terrible. It really, and then, of course, it comes down to a gun issue. Republicans are bad. Hunters are bad. Beto O'Rourke's going to take your guns away, and if he doesn't take your guns away, he's going to run for governor and take your bullets away. One way or another, he'll, t- he'll make your life miserable. Just because someone had the mental incapacity to use a gun just because their life was important and other lives had to suffer. So it's a gun issue. It's not a mental issue, I guess. 755-1240 is the number. If you want to chime in, love to hear from you. Uh, does anyone know... 
Donnie. Where's Donnie? Because Donnie's a, a street uh, man on the street reporter. I heard there's people still living in the pavilion. So can someone tell me yay or nay on that? And also, why are the if there is if there are people living in the pavilion, why are all the uh, the tarps all kind of blowing in the wind? Did someone do that, or was that a, a, a you know was was that what Mother Nature did? Because it was been windy in the last last uh, couple of couple of days. I also mentioned this, and I didn't get any response. Sometimes I worry during the noon hour. I drove into McDon- uh, not McDonald's, uh, Dunkin' Donuts on Washington Street. And the you know, lovely lady with a nose ring and whatnot, she says, well, the person in front of you just uh, just paid for this. Oh, that's nice. So I'm thinking the first thing I think about is I'm going to be asked to pay for the person behind me. But she knew to told me to tell me rather how much the person behind me is, you know, how much their bill is. So the, I, I had a lousy you know, cup of coffee and two, two uh, donuts. It was with tax, six, six dollars and change. So the person in front of me paid for that. Thank you very much. I don't know who you are. You drove a nice car. I couldn't even tell you if you're a man or a woman. But, you know, I don't know if it was be nice when you're at a Dunkin' Donuts day. I have no idea. But the woman at, you know, at the counter at the drive-thru, she said, well, the person behind you, her bill is $20. $20? Ho, ho. So I got thinking. I said, you know, she said, you don't have to pay it if you don't want to. I said, <laughs> of course, in my mind, just, there's no way I'm paying $20 for this. <laughs> I mean, I know it's be nice to thy neighbor, but uh, I'm out $14. I, what I should have done, what I should have done, I should have at least gave the person seven. said, look, is it, is it crass to apply <laughs> a portion of the $20 or do you just drive away? Yeah, I, I think I made the right choice. Hi, you're on the air. Or you're dying, Glenn. I'm you're, you're recycling. Uh, I know. Batteries. I know. I, because I didn't get response. I did not <laughs> no, get I, a response. I, and and that, that, that kind of surprises me. But uh, or, or I, I got to tell you a story. But uh, your, my response to all that is uh, media, media, media. Yeah. And so uh, back in, uh, what was it, 1970. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole family uh, got together, and we went down to Rochester to visit my great-grandmother. Right. And so we're traveling in the old uh, Chevy Bistane 9 passenger, yeah. and there's my brother and I in the back seat. Right. My mother's sister, aunt, in the middle seat, my uncle from Rochester, and my old man in the driver's seat. Oh, my God. It's like a circus and, act. Uh, okay, 1970. And so we're cruising down some boulevard there. Uh, not sure where we we're going anywhere. We pull up to a, uh, a stop sign, and here's some uh, young youth uh, wandering in the uh, intersection. And uh, one of them has a like an umbrella or a cane, and whacks the side of the station wagon. Oh, my old man was like grabbing the door handle, going, "I'm gonna beat the shit up oh, hey, whoa, out of hey, this guy." And uh, my uncle, who's from Rochester and all. Right. Grabs him by the arm and goes, "No, Bob, don't get out of the right. car." Right. And then he yells to everybody else in the back, "See, lock your doors." Right. But I mean, so you know, stuff like this has been going on for a while. So let, let's let's go back to that moment in the bis. Did you say it's a Biscayne? Uh, it was a Kingswood. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember that that Chevrolet. It was like an Impala, but it was a certain type of Impala. Am I right on that? Kingswood. It was a big nine passenger. Station wagon, right. 400 Chevy in it. Right, right. So, okay, your father got upset. He wanted to get out. He wa- now was was well, how many kids were there? Uh, three of us. Uh, three of you. How many kids? Uh, uh, one was dressed like a clown. You said how many were them on the street? Oh, oh, on the street. Uh, there was there was probably about three or four of them. Okay. I mean, did they look imposing? I mean, uh, well, they were they were all black youth. Okay. And again, this was 1970. Right. Well, and not that I it think, matters. I think it was it's a Rochester. station wagon full right. of white people in the wrong neighborhood. Right, 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 right. Did you, by the way, did you say an umbrella? I, I'm not sure if, you know, my recollection from... Because I, it's, it, I, I mentioned this on the air. Now, I mean, a couple months back, I was a, I was, I was a worker d- during my uh, college years. I was working for the Brooklyn Union Gas Company. And uh, there was, I was in a, you know, I was part of a crew, you know, like I sound, I sound like Henry Hill. And when you're part of a crew, I was part of a crew and, and, and we were in some really nasty Brooklyn neighborhoods and I was the only white guy there. 
in the crew. I had a black guy and an Hispanic, a Latino guy, and they were both, you know, great guys. But you know, that didn't they weren't going to protect me when I'm in. So I remember this one kid. He was like 14 years old, chubby kid, uh, black kid, and he he walks by and he's 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 kind of dragging he's kind of dragging this broken umbrella without the uh, tarp on it. And, he, and then he lifts it just as, and we're eating. We're eating lunch on someone's stoop right there in Brooklyn. And everyone kind of sees the kid coming. He's, he, he's, this kid's got a bad future. There's something wrong with this kid. And he, 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 he bypasses the black guy. And I'm in the middle. And he kind of points it right to my face. And then he takes it down. And he bypasses the Latino guy. And, of course, the Latino guy has to say something to me. He says, boy, that kid didn't like you, did he? It's like, yeah, no shit, sugar. Yeah, well, but that, was, that was back in the day. I mean, right. Everything progresses, and and I think a lot of the stuff that's going on today has got to do with media. Uh, you know, everybody's got a cell phone with a camera, right? And uh, everybody wants to be a star, right? I, I, yeah, and it's I, it's a I, shame. I don't get it. I don't know if there's any reasoning to it. It's been going on for yeah. since mankind, right? Right. It's been atrocities since mankind, right? Right. Uh, well, so, I mean, I mean, here here. Here's the thing, and I'm going to share this. I mean, there's, there's some there's some people that feel like these kids, these girls, for instance, no one deserves to die, especially with a knife. But some people say, boy, they really they're brutal murder. But some people say, well, who knows? Maybe they were mean girls. I mean, they don't deserve this, but they look like they're really, you know, into like TikTok and like who isn't at that age? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's 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 right. They are. Uh, it it's got to be somebody. Uh uh, somebody they they knew no no doubt right but but what led it's, this it's person to do this generally if you're using a knife it's a personal right right crime it's uh, you know you, you, you but can you believe it. that there is no suspect I mean they don't I mean they don't have like the shadowy figure from this surveillance nothing they have nothing this is ten days later they still don't have anything from this and uh, you know to to label it a hate crime I. I, I don't think people murder people lovingly. No. So I, I think you could pretty much say that murder is hate. It's it's a tenth com- you know. Yeah, no, it's 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 an, an yeah, it's, it's a cardinal it's, sin. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's a murder. Third or yeah, whatever. Right, right. Uh, okay, I just thought I'd help you. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe no. before you drowned in the deep end. Thank you, thank you. And again, right. for the record, I only brought up the thing that I mentioned. Because no one did. And he's, we're still not talking about it. Was I wrong for not paying $20? If you heard me earlier. 755-1240. Joe's not calling in. And sometimes he'll he'll text me to say I tried. Let's see if this is him. Uh, nope, someone sent me a photo. Oh, yeah. This is incredible. This this is incredible. If, if, and I'm so glad someone... I took a picture of this early, but now, if you go downtown right now to the historic Paddock Arcade, they're doing their grand reopening. Johnny Spizzano is going to be there this Saturday. You've been seeing television ads on it on Channel 7. We've been running ads, too. It's the grand reopening of the historic Paddock Arcade. Not since the 20s, and I mean this, since the Paddock Arcade has gotten such an over... I mean, just a rebuild... What's what's been going on down there in the last month and a half, two months, and it's and it continues. It's not officially done, but it's getting there. So the whole kind of like powder blue design with the white trim, the facade's been completely done, the brickwork on the bottom, the lights. But right now, it is official for the first time in pro, in the history of the 150 plus year, uh, 170 plus year uh, Paddock Arcade. The words Paddock Arcade are prominently displayed underneath the eave in LED lights, backlights. It is stunning. Stunning. Look at it right now when you have a chance, if you need that area. More than likely, our friends at News Junkie will have this for everyone to see. I, and, of course, Facebook, you'll see it as well. The Paddock, and what I love about it is the font style that they use for the, for the backlit letters, Paddock Arcade. And what you'll also notice is that the... I don't know if the A is slightly bigger, but the P in Paddock is slightly bigger. That is a really cool way to do it. And by the way, two doors down, uh, the the old uh, Woolworth building, they have the uh, the new uh, engineering firm in there. They put up their letter and letters, their name up on, on their facade in recent days. So Public Square is looking better than ever. There's no doubt about it. So check that out. That's historic day. Hi, you're in the air. Uh, the pavilion's uh, closed down, I think, Glenn. I don't think anybody's over there. I drove by about an hour ago. Uh, the tarp is halfway up. Right. They got sawhorses there. 
no trespassing, and boy, you talk about garbage. Ugh. Those people can make a mess of a place in an office. I'm so, I'm surprised the city hasn't taken that out. Is there a reason why they left the garbage there, or you know? Or, well, we got to pay for it. I guess that's the problem. I mean, you know, because I know the they city. they wanted them out of there. Now they're out of there. Now it's well, I guess it's time. Well, I think we're opening up a whole can of worms by opening up this place with PJ did. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm gonna look at it in a selfish way. Can I do that for a second? It's 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 out of the way. It's no one can see it. It's an enclosed building. It's it's fortified. It's not going to leak. So I mean, okay. I, I, I'm I'm talking selfishly now. They're out of you know. We don't have to see them. We don't have to drive by them. Feel sorry for them. I don't see dogs starving to death. I feel better about it. So is it is that a bad thing? No, you got a right to your opinion. <laughs> I disagree. That's just the way. I don't want taxpayer money going toward it. Wow. I don't know who came up with that idea? That came out of the blue all of a sudden. Hmm. You don't think it's better now that they actually have refuge? As opposed to where they were before, and, and weather like well, I this. I think it should have been stopped a couple months ago. You let it go too long. I, I, but the basic but, point is they have not got a right to move in there and take over city property. Well, yeah. You know, mayor's right about that. I just think we're in a new era, that, an era that we've you know, never seen before. And we, I you don't know, know Glenn. It's a tough it's, call. No, it's no doubt. That's why you we talk about something, it. You uh, Poseidon Adventure. I yeah. believe Red Buttons was nominated for that. Was he? Re- he should have been. Remember? He, yeah, he was a big... Hey, by the way, speaking of which, did you know that Michael... Uh, check that. Uh, Al Pacino did not go to the Oscars in, in May of 1973 in protest because he wasn't gi- given a nomination for Best Actor for Godfather and Marlon Brando was. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Did you also know that James Caan was not only offered the role of Popeye Doyle in uh, The French Connection, but he was also offered the role of, believe it or not, Superman before Christopher Reeves got it. Can you believe that? I don't think he would have been a good one. Oh, he would have been terrible. And that's uh, Miss Cassidy right there. You Just, mentioned another movie. You got timers? Yeah, yeah, I got time. Uh, you mentioned another movie, New Centurions. Yeah, great movie. That's a movie I haven't seen in probably 20 years. Ago. You don't see it on TV? Well, my favorite oh, yeah, was, uh, Joseph Womble. Uh, George C. Scott was that. Do you know, here's the thing. I'm glad you brought it up because I am such a huge fan of Stacey Keach. Are you a Stacey Keach fan? Yes, I am. Now, he played Jack Maghammer or whatever on CBS back in the 80s. He, did. he got caught snorting cocaine in London. And he's got, he used to have a hail-up because you could see that he was born with a hail-up. You could see that. Other actors, too, have been born with hail-ups. So it's, it's not as uncommon as you think. Yeah, but that anyway, was a good movie. I, I, but, I haven't seen it in years. But it's a great movie. And with Joseph Wong. Uh, 72, maybe? Uh, no, no. What? New Centurions? 73, maybe? No, it's later than that. I'm going to say it's oh, 74, it? 75, yeah. Uh, because, and then he did, uh, well, Joseph Wamba also did uh, The Onion Field and, uh, and The Choir Boys. Because uh, he was a former cop, movie. but but uh, but New Centurions is about uh, Los Angeles cops, and 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 uh, uh, Stacy Keach plays such a, a big role in that. He's so good, and I love Stacy Keach as a narrator in the CNBC show called American Greed. Do you ever see that? No, but he did do the narration on a Twilight Zone radio show. Remember that? He yeah, he did. He did. He's got a, at night or so. He's got a great. Yeah, I remember that. You're right. He had a good radio voice. Great voice. Yeah. You know, yeah. But the guy that directed that, you familiar with him, Glenn? Uh, no, I'm not. Who what was his Richard, name? Richard uh, Flesher. You ever heard of him? Uh, no, no. Uh, I should. Soul and Green. Remember that? Oh, uh, Soul and Green. Yeah, sure, sure. He did that. That was uh, Edward G. Robinson's last movie. Right, right, right. Fantastic voice. But yeah, I, I remember great the TV special show. special effects by right. 1965 or so. Yeah, that was, uh, what's-his-face did those effects? Uh, What's-his-name? The same guy who did uh, Poseidon Adventure. I forget his name, though. He did all the action parts. Then. But whatever. Yes, and uh, Boston Strangler was one of his movies, too. Really? He so, had quite a track record on pretty good movies. That was a pretty good movie. What was his name again, the director? For the... Fleischer? Centurions? Yeah. Richard Fleischer. Richard, and he also did Soylent Green? Yes, he did. Nineteen seventy-two, maybe. And and by the way, Soylent Green takes place in the year two thousand twenty-two. Very strange movie, didn't you think? Yeah, it wasn't very good. And he also did Tora Tora, which was probably the most money ever spent on special effects. The bombing of Pearl Harbor, right, was unbelievable. Didn't they use uh, sense uh, sense around too? Didn't they didn't they create like a sound effect while watching it, or was that something else? What's that? Glenn? Tora Tora Tora. I thought they. They, they had, like, the original, like, they used sense around in an earthquake with Oh, Norm is that Green. right? I don't know. I think they did. $25 million. Wow, that's a lot of special movie. effects alone. Wow, that's a long One time. One of the highest uh, in the history of movies, I believe, at that time. It's got to be, because Ishtar came out in the, in the early 80s, and that was $40 million, and that was a yeah. complete flop. So I think it was that 
1970, probably 25 million. Yeah, wow, amazing. Just unbelievable the way it was done. Yeah, no, the it's good. half of the movie, I think, was all the, the attack of the, of the harbor. Right, right. Pearl, yeah, Tora, Tora, Tora was the, har- was the Pearl Harbor, yeah. They put big names in that movie, too. Yeah, know? a lot of big names. Yeah. yeah, and at the end, they have the, the, the Japanese, uh, whatever, uh, uh, Admiral says, We just woke up a sleeping giant. You know, that's like true statement. That gentleman was educated in this country. Believe it. Was he really? Yeah. So he knew. Yamamoto was it? Was that yeah? Yamamoto. Yeah. We got him in a plane going someplace. We caught caught the plane in midair and took him out. Really? I don't know where he was headed. Huh? Do you think he was educated at Harvard? Wow. And uh, he came up with the plan. I hate to say it, but it was a brilliant plan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, they yeah. caught us sleeping for damn sure. Yeah, but but didn't we have a lot of ships out at, at bay at the ocean at we the time? We got a break. We had our uh, aircraft carriers out. Right, and, and they during that attack, the Nevada tried to make a run for the open sea. Right, and they sent every Jap plane they had. He had to ditch it over offshore. The wow. captain he said he'd block the harbor. We'd never get the damn thing cleared out. Really? Wow. Fascinating. Yeah, a lot of history there. So what, well, what's that? They don't teach that anymore. Was, no, of course not. Well, what Nobody they, knows about yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're not supposed to think that, uh, I mean, for, for instance, Fauci was at the White House today, and apparently they stopped the, the reporters from asking the origins of of the uh, the virus again. So well, it, if we get the house taken over, we're going to look into that apparently. But, you know, I, I mean, it's so inevitable that the next Pearl Harbor is going to be happening <laughs> outside Taiwan. What do we do then? I mean, what what what, what say you about that? I mean, do we win well, or lose? We're guard down against China. Mr. Trump played hardball with them. That's what you have to do. You let <laughs> them know we're keeping an eye on you. He used to send a warship over there every once in a while. Right. The China Sea there. Let them know where, uh, we'll know what the hell they're trying to pull, you know. Yeah. But just, uh, you got this guy in here now. I don't think he. No, he's just trying to. Fair decisions have been he's, a he's appeasing them basically. Years. Yeah, he doesn't want to say that the the Wuhan virus came from Wuhan, China. Even it's, President Obama said sooner or later, no matter what it is, uh, Joe will f it up. That's a yeah, right, from right. Obama. Well, just remember, Obama's running things. By the way, they're grooming Michelle to run in 2024. Yes, I see that. And, and and someone said it's astutely today on one of the pundit shows. I said, I said, well, this person isn't qualified. I said, that doesn't matter. They just want someone that they that can be a puppet president. That's all. They, it's all for image. You don't have to know anything. You don't not have to. Anymore. You, not anymore. And, and some Imagine people would if, argue that. Have Mr. Roosevelt in office at forty-one. Yeah. I don't think I'd be here. You wouldn't be here. No, None no, of us no. It's greatest. Would pres- probably be here. Greatest president ever. One of the probably the greatest American who ever lived was FDR. I don't care what you want to say about the New Deal and Social Security and everything. He tried. Yeah. Well, one thing about him, if it didn't work, he tried something else. And he was just. He was he a gift. Sit on his hands for four years. F- and he, he had to because he couldn't even walk. But FDR was a gift from God, like so many people. Like not to mention they, Einstein. They had pictures of. A, Mr. Roosevelt on the wall. My parents had his picture yeah. here. Yeah, great man. In their home. And, and I say that as a, de- as, a, as a devout Republican because, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, you can't look at one or the other when you realize the body of work that FDR did well, at the time he did it. Well, if you lived through the Depression, you know, he, people uh, yeah. looked up to Mr. Roosevelt. Yeah, right. Because he would relate to average people. A lot of guys in his income bracket wouldn't even give you the time of day. Right, 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 right. Even though he did come from privilege, certainly. But, uh, yes, he did. You know, he was, uh, but he was afflicted. He did come from privilege, but they considered him an elitist to his class because of the way he treated average people. And, what, well, then he went down to Hot Springs, Georgia, and he allowed yes. all people of all, all ages, all economic, and they all jumped into the springs together. Yeah, he helped a lot of children. He helped a lot of children. Legal. What a great man. What Just a great, a great man. Probably took him three hours to get his pants on. And, 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 and he died. At, when did he die? He died at, like, what, 63 years 45, old? 45, right in the, uh, toward the end of no, the I know, war. No, he died in April, but how old was he? He was like 63. 62, 63. And he looked like death. Yeah, it was... Uh, that's a lot of pressure, Glenn. When you think about oh, it. Oh, I mean, look at, that J- man was under look at Jimmy Carter. Look at Jimmy Carter. How much Jimmy Carter aged in the four and only years he was president of the United States, and well, yet he's he still to do alive today. Himself instead of depending on the people he had working for him. That's what I I know about him. Right. You know, he wouldn't listen to his people on certain issues that you got in the cabinet to make certain decisions. Who are you talking about, Carter or FDR? Carter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like. I like. What I know about him. I like. Very smart guy, though. Yeah, smart. Probably one of the smartest men who ever was. Yes, he was. He was a scientist. Good to talk to you, Glenn. Yes, you too, as always. You bet. Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Probably the last call of the day. Sorry for the delay. Yeah, it was ways. It's Um, SG. Carter saved their butts. You know, there was a nuclear meltdown in uh, Canada that he uh, uh, and team averted. We'd be. So wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, What happened? What happened? 
Well, he when he was in the Navy, uh, the, the there was a, a possible meltdown. They had to they had to go in one minute shifts. Go. They had to train, and they got a year's worth of uh, radiation in the time to, to keep this uh, uh, reactor from melting down just on the other side of the border. Uh, I can't remember exactly which one. It was, this is but, when he was uh, president. Uh, no, when he was in the Navy. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. It, it was a it was like a team that they, they trained so they could go in there, but, but it was so much radiation that they, they could only be there. Maybe it was 30, 30 seconds, but it wasn't very long to do it, and they just kept rotating until, until you know, they got it under control and, you know, saved all their butts. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't die of, of cancer. <laughs> well, do me, yeah, it sounds, like, it sounds like Spock, you know, at the end of uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wrath of Khan. Ship out of danger, yep. Spock. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But some few people know about it because it well, I tell you, do me a favor, send me a link to that. I would like to know more about that. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Um, and, and like China's not going to attack. China's has has is in financial turmoil. We right. Just screwed them over on the chips. Right. Uh, you know, they're not going to attack Taiwan. Taiwan. Uh, you know, don't worry about that. Worry By the way, did that. you see Xi? Xi. XI, that's the uh, president or yeah, yeah. prime minister, whatever you want to call him. The leader of China had an argument. It was caught on tape with Justin Trudeau. Did you see that, SG? No, I didn't see that. Uh, did you hear about it? This just happened? This happened no, during the, the summit. Where was it? In Cambodia. And they're all there at some bullcrap summit. It, might, it wasn't, maybe it was in Egypt, one or the other. But they're all, the, all, the, uh, all the five families got together. And uh, she was talking through an interpreter to uh, uh, Trudeau saying, hey, why did you talk about our conversation? And Trudeau was trying to explain himself. Apparently, Trudeau went to the press and said something that was supposed to be, you know, in kind to each other. Yeah, just between you and me. And it was like, oh, my God. Look at look you know, at this. French people. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, Trudeau is a complete moron. But Trudeau I, actually. Well, I, I, I've been to France and just French people. No, no. Trudeau is from Canada. Trudeau is from Canada. Justin, we're talking about Trudeau. Justin oh, Trudeau. Trudeau. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah right. So, but you know, he's got the the uh, the. Uh, what's he got? Um, yeah. He, yeah. Anyway, uh, Castro. He looks like Castro. That's his father, apparently. Anyway, okay. yeah, no, that's what they say. They say anyway. uh, they say Justin Trudeau's father is is uh, Fidel Castro. That's what they've said. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, all right, all right. Uh, but um, if you look at him, there yeah. is a resemblance. It, yeah, but it, it doesn't even line up with any time that there, there's no possibility that's true. All right, so, fine. So. No, no. Okay. What, what, anyway, what's well, the matter with you? Of course, this time. Old uh, Hollywood stuff. You know, when Marlon Brando had what's it, Shasheen Littlefeather Heather picked up his Oscar, and there's a big, yeah, big, yeah, she just that. died, the Indian lady, she just yeah, died, and she's not Native American, she was Mexican, right? Well, that's the same thing, you know. Come on, it's not no, but it, you know, but it's, like, it's kind of like kind of like Iron Eyes, Latino, and, and whatnot, but, you know. right? Nah, you know, if you if you look at the skeletons of all the people in the world, you know, you're just like, oh, that's uh, that's from that group. Well, is it is it Me- Mexican or, or Eskimo? Same thing. Come on, stop we're, we're, it. We're all Mexican, like like I, I, uh, my family came from Italy and whatever. But right, you're you know, European. That's why. Right, it doesn't matter what part of Europe you came. You just you all look the same. It's yeah. just the way it is. But Can't everybody was tra- traveling everywhere. Back I gotta go too. So I gotta go. Okay, cool. I gotta go. That's uh, that was SG. Getting down to the nitty-gritty. AM 1240 WB, it's in order to make this legal. Up next, CBS News, see you to the hotline. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by 